0: It's wintertime, and a man is trying to find his gloves before he heads outside to face the cold. He's been searching everywhere for them. First, he checks the floor near the coat rack to see if his gloves might have fallen out of his jacket when he hung it up this morning, but no such luck. Then, he checks the boardroom where he had a meeting first thing. Maybe in his rush to be on time, he brought them with him and left them somewhere in there. But again, no gloves. Finally, he heads towards his desk. It feels strange to him that he would have brought his gloves all the way across the office and into his cubicle. But at this point, if they're not here, he doesn't really know where else to look. He approaches his desk and as he gets close, he notices something or rather feels something, something that sends a chill through his entire body. As he looks down at his desk, everything seems normal. But then, out of the corner of his eye, something moves. Did his computer mouse just move on its own? And then his screen, which up until this point has been busy flipping through the pictures on a screensaver, springs to life. And by the very act of his screen coming alive, something that usually only happens when he moves his mouse tells him for certain that what he just saw actually happened. What I just described wasn't a scene from a movie or a TV show. It was real. Possibly. It was based on a comment we found on Reddit from last fall in a thread all about ghosts. And like all ghost sightings, proof can be pretty hard to come by. But it did get us thinking. What about computer mice? And, and not really about whether or not it's possible for your computer mouse to become haunted, though that's interesting too. Our questions were more around if these computer mice, these things that we use all the time, are actually secure. Personally, I've used an external mouse with my laptop for years, and I've never given it a second thought. But have I been naive? By using a computer mouse, have I actually been opening myself up to hackers? We're about to find out. Welcome to Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee.
1: This computer is on the job around the clock in case of attack. Their principal target is you. The design is complete, but will it work? Shake hands with danger.
0: I'm Jeff Siskin, and I'm joined, as always, with Bruce, Lord Snark of Winter Snell. Snell! (laughs) And I have to say, Bruce, I'm very excited because, for whatever reason, I've been making up ridiculous nicknames for you Uh to begin the show, mainly, I think, because it amuses me. But this... Nickname, uh, you actually texted me because somebody else gave you a nickname and you do jujitsu and and for some reason they call you I can't imagine why they
2: would call you Lord Snark. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. i clearly they misunderstand and misrepresent my character. There's no assume, snark coming from here. <laughs>
0: no snark. They assume your your uh intelligent injections uh constantly are actually snark. <laughs> I, I can't I can't imagine why that would be. Um my friend Bruce, today we are talking about Bluetooth devices, mm-hmm. though, I don't know if these are Bluetooth devices, so I, I'm actually going to ask you to tell me this thing. So, so Bluetooth, <laughs> I understand. So, my phone connects to the speaker, and that's Bluetooth. Right. That is Bluetooth. But I also have both an external keyboard and an external mouse, uh-huh. and they connect with these little, and I I hate to use this term because it sounds uh, inappropriate for a family show, but they use little dongles, I, and those dongles <laughs> uh, attach to my my computer, little USB
2: things. Is that also Bluetooth? Is it the same thing? So the the answer is it depends, which I know is always the great answer. Um, Some of them are Bluetooth, uh, but a lot of the dongles, which to be fair is one of my favorite tech words, dongles and SCSI. SCSI is my other favorite. So some of these dongles are Bluetooth, but some are also using just basically a radio signal. It may or may not be Bluetooth based on the particular model.
0: Okay. Well, maybe this episode got way nerdier, way quicker than I thought it would. <laughs> um, but that's okay. That's what we're here for. So this this episode sent us down a weird rabbit hole, as uh-huh. it, it tends to do. Do you know, Bruce, without Googling, mm-hmm. why Bluetooth is called Bluetooth? Yes. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. Uh, well, maybe everyone in our audience does not know. because, And I didn't know that it actually has... A Viking history to it. Excellent. And our story producer Pedro Mendez, dug out the facts to bring us the true story of Bluetooth history. And I want to play that for you now. All right.
3: <laughs> the year is 974, and a mighty Viking battle rages in the desolate wastelands of Jutland. On one side are the forces of Danish King Harold Gormson, son of Gorm the Old, and Thyra Danabog daughter of King Ethelred of England. They fight the evil legions of Denevork, ruler of the Orc kingdom, who has brought his ultimate weapon to the battle, his weir of dragons. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but,
0: um, dragons? Yeah, like in Game of Thrones. You know that wasn't a documentary, right?
3: Yeah, of course, but you know what? The real story, it's it's not really that exciting.
0: Well, that actually doesn't matter if you could just stick to the, the facts. Fine. And, um, lose the accent?
3: Fine. (sighs) Anyway, alright. So King Gormson wasn't exactly battling orcs and dragons. He was fighting Germans. The German-Roman Empire, to be exact. And he lost. But still, King Harald Gormson was one of the most important Danish kings in their history. He unified Denmark under his rule. He even controlled part of Norway for a time. He constructed the oldest known bridge in Scandinavia... Okay, southern Scandinavia, but still, 2,500 feet long. He introduced Christianity to Denmark, probably because the German Roman Empire would have forced him to do it if he hadn't. Some people say he also had a tooth that went bad and turned a weird color. And he died when his son rebelled against him. But that wasn't the end of the story. Oh, no. One day, far in the future, King Gormson's power would spread across the world into the lives and homes of almost everyone on Earth. Accent. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, yes, so now we move forward a thousand years. It is 1997, and two engineers, Jim Kardak and Sven Madison, are visiting Toronto. Their companies, along with a number of others, are attempting to create a small, low-power, low-cost, short-range way to connect devices— The technology is almost ready for prime time, but what will they call it? Jim and Sven bat around a bunch of ideas over drinks as they move from bar to bar, and as the evening wears on, Jim starts talking more about his other great passion, history. Well, what do you know? Sven just happens to be reading a book about Danish history and Vikings and all that kind of stuff. And the two start talking about that once famous and powerful king, Gormson, and how he built bridges and united a kingdom, you know, connected stuff, and how that thing about his weird tooth may have been why he had a rather unusual nickname. You see, the king was often referred to as Harold Blatton, or in English, Bluetooth. Jim and Sven pitched the name, and the rest is history. This also explains the real mystery around Bluetooth. Not how it works, I honestly have no idea, but the Bluetooth symbol. You know that X with the extra lines through it? Have a look at it right now, like on your phone. You know what that is? It's a combination of H for Harold and B for Blatan, but written in ancient Nordic runes. Winter is coming!
0: Uh, Pedro, that doesn't make any sense. Did you even watch Game of Thrones?
3: no, No, I didn't actually. Sorry.
0: So that was our story producer, Pedro Mendez telling us the weird history of how Bluetooth became Bluetooth. It is really
2: kind of a a quirky story. I like it.
0: Now we're at the part of the show where I'm going to get hacked. Mm. And uh, Tim Martin, who's been on the show uh, a few times at this point, is coming over, and we are going to sit in my kitchen uh-huh. with my laptop set up because my office is actually too messy to record it today. So we're going to this in my kitchen <laughs> and he has promised to um, uh, do horrible things uh, with my computer. Oh, excellent. Uh, and my wireless mouse. So uh, looking forward to that. As always, I will, better uh, you
2: than me, my friend.
0: Yeah, thanks. I'll talk to you afterwards. <laughs> Bye. Hello, Tim Martin. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, Jeff. Excellent. Um, we are sitting in my kitchen with my laptop open on my kitchen table. Yep. And I don't like the trackpad, So I have a mouse with a little dongle uh, going into the side of my laptop. So it's a wireless mouse, which is super cool, but I understand that it might be less cool hacking wise.
1: It's true. That's true. I mean, my biggest complaint with wireless mouse is that you run out of the battery right, right when you need it, right? Yes. That's the, that's the worst part. But the other worst part is me. Okay, um, <laughs> because unfortunately, a lot of mice that are wireless are pretty susceptible to certain attacks. Okay, um so we can do some some fun stuff. Okay, yeah. so what like you know, fun stuff for you, I guess.
0: but yeah. what uh, <laughs> what can you do? I guess more, or do you want to just show me? Is that sure? Kind of yeah, that is okay. my
1: favorite way of doing things. <laughs> okay.
0: So, so I have my laptop open in front of me. I have my wireless
1: mouse on the kitchen table. So I'll bring out my laptop now. Okay. And you'll notice I have this uh, crazy little dongle now. Okay. So in the side of your laptop
0: uh, coming out of your USB port is what looks like a, you know, <laughs> microchip. I don't know if it's actually a microchip. It looks like a microchip with an antenna sticking out of it
1: there you go so that's basically exactly what it is it's okay. a, a radio dongle so okay. it can it can intercept your wireless transmissions from yeah. your mouse to your computer okay so we're going to run uh, a program here uh, it's called jacket which is like hijack your uh, your mouse signal okay so we're going to run and we're going to see if we can see your mouse show up eventually
0: so you're not you're not connected to my mouse. You're just in the same room as my mouse.
1: Yeah, I'm just watching. You know, it's like looking at a conversation from across the room, right? Okay. So we can see your your wireless mouse type here. Yep. Uh, just a column for that helps us identify what we're looking at. Excellent. And and without saying the kind of mouse it is, like this is not
0: an off-brand mouse. This is a. Yeah, so it's a this, major brand. This is, yeah, this is a brand one would recognize. Yes. So.
1: All right. So should I use my mouse? Yeah, you can go ahead. Moving around there it helps me make sure I've got the right thing there. Okay. So. All right. Feel free to scroll through your Twitter feed or whatever you do.
0: (laughs) Looking at my Twitter feed, Um, which I actually hate doing these days because it just depresses me. Yeah. At Twitter,
1: but yeah. So so I'm scrolling around. So, uh, can you? What are you seeing? Uh, so, I mean, I'm just seeing the packets here um, and I'm just seeing that it's constantly being used because I've got a column here that says scene, which is the last time it was it, I saw motion coming from it. And so it kind of resets every now and then. So that helps me figure out when I'm looking at something, if someone's actively using their device. So I don't want to like do something while you're actively there. I want to wait for you to be gone for maybe about a minute or so. You know, this is one of those hacks. We're
0: in the same room mm-hmm. or in my kitchen. You're sitting beside me. Our laptops are beside each other the chances of you getting this close and being able to hack me like this
1: seem pretty far fetched, but how far could you be? Um, well, the effective range of like wireless uh, devices like Bluetooth and like, this is a proprietary mouse. It's not actually using Bluetooth because it has the dongle, but it can get up to about 200, 300 feet away. Really? Yeah. So I could be in the parking lot outside, you know, some big corporate office and scan and see a whole bunch of devices.
0: That's amazing, Tim. I, I guess... For some reason I thought Bluetooth was like 30 feet or something but yeah
1: that seems to be the only way it works really good for me too but if you you know are only doing one thing which is injecting an attack you can the, the effective range is a bit better because you're only waiting for one thing to go through okay because yeah, like the user experience obviously we get kind of choppy the further out you get as there's gonna be a lot of packet loss huh yeah
0: All right. So I'm scrolling up and down. What is this? Is this the extent of your attack? Because you can just kind of see, like, what am I, I'm just going to lean over your screen. I'm seeing it's various numbers with semicolons between them, an odd letter thrown in for good measure, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't seem, I guess you're just tracking what I'm doing in some computer
1: code. So this would be kind of like the recon stage. So what we would do now with the information that we've got is I can now hit this button and launch my attack, which should, pop up some stuff on your computer there (laughs) okay so on my screen
0: a window has just popped up and what it says is haha I'm in your computer Tim I don't even understand what happened there
1: what I do is I just pretend to be your mouse to your computer and I inject commands into your computer that would be the same as if your mouse had done them and so I can basically use it and I can I don't even have to be just a mouse I can pretend to be a keyboard at this point okay because the computer doesn't really know the difference um, between a mouse and a keyboard in terms of what's coming in
0: I guess I'm trying to struggle to understand this. So your your mouse can inject commands into your computer. Yeah. Is that what it's sort of? I guess this makes sense now that I say it out loud. But is that what it's constantly doing by saying right click, left click? It's yep. doing a right click, left
1: click command, and all you're doing is perverting that command and and doing whatever you're doing with it. Typing, exactly. Yeah. A lot of a lot of perversion and hacking, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. So this, you know, this, again, seems like one of
0: those things, uh, like a prank, because you can just, you know, Mm -hmm. put a
1: a nasty thing on my screen.
0: Is it, could it be worse than this? Like, I'm assuming a command could be something bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can show you a a pretty good example. Um, Let's say do a reverse shell so I can get computer, like root access to your account. Okay. Um, All that kind of dangerous stuff. I could... Do a, uh, a sweep where I collect a whole bunch of information on your computer, like your passwords or anything that's stored in a cache and then email it to myself. Okay. Um, basically anything that's, you know, pretty good. This is a very dangerous, I guess, attack vector. I don't know why I'm struggling to to keep this in my mind. Through your little
0: USB radio dongle that's sticking out of your computer, mm-hmm. you are somehow able to intercept the traffic. And then through that, you're are
1: you pretending you're the... The mouse now? Right, yeah. So the dongle doesn't know the difference between me sending stuff and your mouse sending stuff. Oh, okay. So I'm just saying, hey, I'm also the same mouse. Can you do this for me? And it goes, yeah, sure, no problem, man. Wow. Um, do
0: I want you doing any of these horrible things that you could do to my computer? I mean, most of the time, no. <laughs> uh, I know I know that that's probably uh, solid advice, mm-hmm. but I also kind of want to see it. Yeah, sure. Can we, I wonder if we could Bump this up to the extreme. What if I stood outside of my house Mm -hmm. with my laptop, I will go, I don't know, a hundred feet away from where we are now. Sure. Could you do one of these evil things remotely? We could definitely try. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna gather my laptop. Uh, I'm gonna head outside and I'm gonna call you on the phone.
1: okay? Okay. Okay. Sounds good.
0: Okay, so I am outside my house. I've walked, uh, I hope I didn't walk too far. I've walked about 100 feet from uh, my house. I'm now on a busier okay. street. Um, and I'm curious, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm sitting on the bench. Uh, I'm sitting on a park bench outside, and I'm opening up my laptop, and I brought my mouse, and I'm going to awkwardly use the mouse on this park bench. All right, cool. So
1: let's go ahead and try to do that. We'll see if I can end up picking it up.
0: I'm just gonna scroll through, uh, I guess, some documents on my laptop, uh, and uh, see what happens. So, let me know. Are you are you are you actually
1: picking me up? Uh, yeah, I'm looking here. I think I do see it. So let me really? see. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and, and try to run my attack here real quick. Uh, so wait,
0: you, but you can you can actually see you can see my mouse from you know what's probably yeah. 100 feet away.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think this is the same device that we were looking at when uh, when you were here in the kitchen. It looks like it's got the same MAC address. Okay. And it's the same uh, same same type of mouse, so I'll that's see. wild. All right, cool. So, did you notice anything happen on your computer? Probably not. I have
0: no, well, I haven't. Okay, so, cool. I guess it did it not work? Is
1: your is your Facebook password uh, one? What? Wait. Yeah, is that your Facebook password?
0: <laughs> it is, but nothing popped up on my computer.
1: Yeah, perfect. I didn't want anything to pop up. That
0: was the goal. So, wait a second. What? What just happened?
1: So I went and I uh, basically grabbed your uh, Google Chrome cached passwords and then just emailed that to myself real quick.
0: So hold on. So by intersecting the traffic from my mouse from a hundred feet away from this very busy street uh, sitting on a park bench, you were able to see my mouse moving and then I guess pretending to be my mouse, you injected some kind of code into my computer that stole my Chrome passwords? And do you have the rest of my Chrome passwords?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, let's see. So you bank with, is this a uh, Yes. Yeah, so is your password
0: uh <laughs> OK, OK. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, so you have, OK, let's, I'm going to, let's call this here. Um, because that's amazing, and now I have to go change all of my passwords immediately.
1: No, yeah, you need I, a stronger password.
0: Not that I don't trust you, Tim. Um, <laughs> but that's crazy. That is crazy. Okay, I'm gonna come back inside for a moment. Because, first of all, I have to get you to swear to secrecy that, you know, between now and the uh, time I'm going to change all my passwords, you're not going to empty out my entire bank account. Please don't do it while I'm on my way back inside, either, because I got about 100 feet to sprint. Uh, And I'm terrifically out of shape. So, stay there. Don't go anywhere. Okay, that was, uh, that was, (laughs) okay. I don't think I've ever run that fast. (laughs) Get, Get back somewhere. So... You have, can I see the list of passwords that you have?
1: Yeah, sure, here's a, a text file. Do these look familiar to you? Oh my God, so it's like, oh, it's it's it's, it's only everything. Yeah, only Okay. everything.
0: So I now, um,
1: <laughs> sorry. I
0: have to, uh, I have my homework cut out for me because mm-hmm. I now have to change everything. Yep. Uh, not that I don't trust you, but uh, that's not great. So, okay, first of all, can I have this list of passwords that you have? Just yeah. so at least I have my checklist of homework. Yeah, for sure. This is a lot. So it's going to take me a couple hours to, yeah. to work my way through this. Um, you have two choices, Tim. Yeah. Either you can wait here in my kitchen so that I can see you, that you're not emptying all my <laughs> bank accounts. Or you could just pinky swear that in the next two to three hours, uh, you're not going to use any of these
1: passwords. I'll, a- go, I'll go for the pinky swear. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to watch you do that for two hours. That'd be boring. All right. Uh <laughs> no, it's
0: actually, it's fascinating. <laughs> okay. So uh, pinky swear. All right. We're yeah. going to do it. There you go. All right. There we go. Excellent. he a strong thinking. Thank you. Okay, Tim. Thank you very much. I appreciate this. No problem, Joe. I'm back with cybersecurity expert Bruce Snell. Um, that was that was nutty uh-huh. and nutty for a couple of reasons. And I guess the biggest one is that he was just able to use my connection to my mouse to basically make it appear as if I was at my keyboard yeah. typing in commands, which one makes my computer think I'm smarter than I actually have the ability <laughs> to type in commands like that. But two, it's, it's, it's nuts. And, and I don't know what I could have done to protect myself.
2: I know some of the keyboard and mice that were vulnerable to this uh, subsequently had updates yep. that protected against this and basically kind of enforced more of an authentication and verification that it was actually from the mouse and the keyboard that it's expecting. Okay. But I think, honestly, the short and simple solution for a lot of these is to just throw that away. Um, because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's a simple piece of hardware. If there's not uh, the ability to update the the software that's controlling it, you, you're pretty much just giving, you know, leaving an open gateway there for, for this sort of hack to happen in the future.
0: It is worth mentioning, you know, people sometimes wonder why we don't mention brand names necessarily right. on the show. And, and part of the reason is that we don't necessarily want to give people a false sense of security. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, oh, I don't use mouse X, so mouse Y is safe. right? And th- that's not always the case. And, and it's worth noting, even though we're not talking about the brand of mouse I was using, mm-hmm. it's a major brand mouse. Like, it's not, this isn't some weird off-brand thing. This is, there are, Tens of millions of these, I'm sure, in people's homes at their offices right now. And, and in our research for this episode that like that's not the only one that this affects.
2: You mentioned that you know this, this one particular brand, but when this particular vulnerability was discovered in 2016, uh, there were a number of different manufacturers that had mice and, and keyboards as well that were vulnerable to this particular hack. Uh, not just you know company X, but you know company X Y Z A B and C, yeah, who yeah. were all major manufacturers. So it's something that you know kind of took a lot of people by surprise. So is there anything else you can do?
0: Like it 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 feels like this is just one of those ones that there's no defense for it.
2: Yeah, and and unfortunately there pretty much is no defense. Uh, what I would recommend is is taking the you know looking at the mouse that you have, find the 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 model number. Uh, type it into Google and look for, you know, mouse model number and maybe the word mouse jack or vulnerability and see if it's vulnerable. But at the end of the day, if it is vulnerable, you, there's really no fix for it. You're going to have to just find a, a different mouse that's that's not going to be vulnerable to this attack.
0: Okay. Well, this is depressing. So, so let, me, <laughs> let me just recap. Uh, if I'm right, you could follow my advice, which is to get a mouse with a wire on it. But then if you want to be part of the modern world, uh, you just have to Google, uh, your brand of mouse and, and threat or hack or vulnerable or whatever to see whether or not it's vulnerable. And if it is, you just, you should use something else.
2: Yeah. That's unfortunately. Too bad. And, and, and honestly, you, you, we talked about Bluetooth earlier. Um, in a lot of cases, Bluetooth is actually much more secure than this particular wireless setup that, that's going here. And again, I'm saying more secure. I'm not saying 100% secure. Because uh, there are vulnerabilities for different types of Bluetooth mice and, and keyboards, but it's a little bit more secure than this wireless uh, setup that that you were using with the dongle.
0: Oh, so that's interesting. So if if I had a a true Bluetooth mouse that didn't require the dongle, that would at least have a more of a fighting chance.
2: Yeah, because later versions of Bluetooth actually improved on their encryption and their security. Which allowed it to be a little bit more of a secure communication between your your mouse and your your laptop. Okay, which All is right. just crazy to even think about having to secure communication from your mouse to your laptop, right? I mean, it's just kind of a weird thing to think about from
0: a security yeah, well, perspective. and because my mouse is within a foot of my laptop, like it seems, it seems, right. it, seems <laughs> it seems crazy. Well, Bruce, I, I appreciate this. And we're going to put some more information on our website, hackablepodcast.com. Uh, yep. Uh, it's also worth mentioning that uh, our hotline is still open. If people oh, want, I people, love the hotline. People have been calling in and uh, it really tickles us. And, and please keep calling in. And that number is 1-855-4. That's the number four. Hackable. 1-855-4-HACKABLE. And as always, this has been Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee. Thanks again, Bruce. Thank you, Jeff. It's a
2: pleasure.